me because I, I'm coming over here thinking, I wonder how I can encourage these guys. And then I get here and it's like, you guys just encourage me. It's like these stories are extraordinary. So thank you so much for, for sharing what God is doing in your life. Um, it is really an honor and a privilege. And um, Pastor Cindy had it right. There's a, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll mention that in a sec. Um, but she had it right. There were over 50 kids that you helped to get to one of our youth camps. And uh, the, the results of that was extraordinary. We do it once a year. I'll, I'll tell you what that's like or what it's about. So, you know, um, as I was listening to some of the things that you're sharing about, and even as you were in your prayer talking about us being priests in our neighborhood and, and, and ministers in our neighborhood and loving others, I'm going, man, there's so much that we have in common with, uh, with what we do, just loving people where we're at in our neighborhoods and serving in our church and um, different things, and it's, it's extraordinary. And then there's also so many things that are really different, too. I heard my wife miss, uh, uh, whisper to my son, get to worship in English this morning and you know and that's that's really it's comical right but it's so profound because your heart language worshiping in your heart language and and instead of trying to translate the words in your head um, as you go is is huge and being here you know one of the other things that's different is um, when we arrived in America people started smiling at us again they don't smile in Bulgaria um, they have had such a hard time. And she, she was holding up a flyer. We have a flyer in the back later. And you start to see that um, there's this thawing. There's this openness. And um, so what I wanted to do today is I want to bring to you a little bit from Bulgaria. And as I've been pondering how to do that best, I mean, I could share a bunch of stories, but I've got a video I'm going to show you in a little bit that really is going to show you, you know, 30 people. There's, there's 35, 40 of us, uh, volunteers and staff people, that are hanging out with kids, and it's growing every year. It'll, it actually went from 11 to 35 this year, so the growth is just phenomenal. God had already been doing a lot of stuff before we arrived, and we just to get to be the people that serve it. That's all that we are doing, is trying to serve and help to create some organization. And one of the things that's been so cool is um, the scripture that's been opening my eyes recently is John chapter 1, verse 4. And um, <clears throat> we know that this, in a very, it, as John is writing in this book, he gives this wonderful overview in chapter 1. It's almost like saying, here's going to be everything that, that I'm going to talk about. Um, and then he goes ahead and talks about it. Here's everything about Jesus's, even getting a little into his supremacy of how Jesus was with God in the very beginning. Uh, but then he also says, um, he starts then to go, let me dive right into the story and talks about John the Baptist later in that part. But in John chapter 1, verse 4, he says, in him, talking about Jesus, was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. And he's talking about two things. He's talking about life, and he's talking about light. Life, light. These two metaphors, these two analogies that he's getting at life and light. And the interesting thing is he's talking about Jesus as the light. Something occurred to me that was very profound in just the last two weeks. Do you, do you all know that we cannot see light? You know that we can't see light. 
but because of the light, we can see everything else. It's an interesting thought. I mean, we can't actually see light, but because of light, we can see everything else. And when I started to think about that, as God is this light of the world, Jesus is the light of the world, it was a mind blow for me. It was, it was one of those things where suddenly I have a new perspective because as young people are starting to get to know Jesus in Bulgaria, it's enlightening to them about everything in the world. They're seeing everything differently. They're starting to grasp this concept of unconditional love that God the Father has that they haven't received from even their own parents. And they're starting to really get a depth of this that creates security and strength for them to walk on. It's one of those things that, if I can be real honest, we don't even recognize how much we have it in America because there is an undergirding that's in part of the society that seems to give us a glimpse of this. Even whether we're straying or coming closer to a Christian nation here, I'm not really sure. I don't have a pulse on that right now. Um, but when I see the contrast with what's going on in this post-communist dictatorship country, and you see the darkness, it's, uh, Bulgaria's rank in 2010 is the fourth least happy nation in the world. Um, and part of that is just because the people can't trust the government. They can't trust the people in leadership or trust the people in power. And those people in power have taken advantage of them time and time and time again and hurt them. And so, but now, as I say, there's this understanding that's really opening for the gospel. It's opening for this idea that they can see life through a new light in a brand new way. So I wanted to share with you a video and give you just a, this, you know, this, a glimpse of things in Bulgaria. And I have to tell you, I, I have a couple of intentions. Tension number one is hopefully this can encourage you that if you hear some dark things that are going on in Eastern Europe, God is a light that is moving there, and it's fantastic. Um, the second thing is I'm, I'm hoping that possibly you might just fall in love a little bit um, with, the, with what God is doing there and maybe with some of the Bulgarian people. And because if this draws your heart, there is power in prayer and that is what I need. That is what we need in order to be able to be effective because we know that prayer is powerful and effective. Breaking down strongholds is the first thing I list on my prayer list. And before we went over there, I uh, set a schedule and I had one day out of every week that I would just pray that day for the breaking down of strongholds in, in Bulgaria. In Sofia, there are some significant strongholds that you wouldn't even imagine here. So praying for that would be huge. And my hope is that this video and maybe getting a chance to meet us will draw you more towards that. And then the final intention I have is to thank you. Um, we had 118 total kids at our camp. 86 of them gave their lives to Jesus. We never see those numbers in the States. God is going before us and the Holy Spirit is before it. And um, I, I've never spoken at a camp before. This is my first time speaking at a camp through an interpreter. I'm not that charismatic. But the Lord was doing something through the Holy Spirit in this and set up just some amazing things changing these kids' lives. I hope you're able to see some of that in this video and, and get a chance to go uh, and understand that you are part of a community that is God's greater community all around. 
and your prayers and your thoughts and your concerns for this really, really matter. And uh, know that us on the other side of the world are going, wow, praise the Lord for South Oaks Community Church. Praise the Lord for the leadership that uh, Pastor Steve and Pastor Cindy have and, and that um, they give and you guys give of your prayers and uh, give generously to us so that we can have kids meet Jesus. It's, uh, it's extraordinary. So we have a little video. I'd like you to take a look at it, and uh, that'll kind of almost wrap me up. So We're so lucky because they love our children so well. Um, my leader is, oh, I have a leader named Rasha who's got a full beard, and he grabs Elise and just like this, and she goes, <laughs> but it was great, and, and Lydia can't get enough hugs of them. So in that way, the Lord still provides all of these things. I, I want to thank you guys, um, uh, and it, it makes an extraordinary difference having you support us while we're over there, and, and being able to be here fills our cups so that we can go back for another year, and uh, this is really a big an honor. So thank you very much. So, Tony, how yeah. many camps did you do this year? Well, uh, so we did two service projects, one in Albania, and the one in Albania is starting a ministry. I'm going to be going there in uh, October to start a brand new ministry and open up the country with Young Life. Uh, another one in, in, uh, in Sofia, and then I have two camps, one in Czech Republic and one on the seaside, which you saw from the seaside there. So in the Czech Republic, I was just serving there uh, with Ota. It's his camp. And so okay. he came and helped us. I helped him. Nice, nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, any questions that any of you have yeah. for Tony? Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, one of the things I was trained and so grateful that, uh, you know, if you look through the book of uh, uh, Nehemiah, he would just travel along the wall and survey everything. So I took almost our first year there just learning the culture, learning the language. And, uh, you know, we had our, it was such a ramp up. And we're finally seeing the fruit of that in the ministry now. Uh, but the first year was just trying to figure everything out. Like, a good example is this. Um, what do you think this means? Yes, in Bulgarian. This means no. It's that backwards. It's that. <laughs> Actually, if I were to do it better, it's this is more yes. So, but this is no. <laughs> yeah, it's usually how they do it. So it, it took a long. And then really what my job is, is to develop indigenous staff so that they can go and build ministry. And I train them. And uh, I, we have a 10-year exit strategy. We'll be there 10 years. And the idea is to help them to have it all their own. And then we say, okay, Lord, what's next? Well, um, so that's a great question. God is so good to be able to provide people that would come along the path. And like, for example, this, this color run thing that we had, we had nobody. And we just prayed and prayed and prayed. And Lydia, 
ended up calling up the city and saying, we want to do this event. Can you let us do it? Okay. But, uh, and they said yes, and we couldn't believe it. But when we were in uh, Tirana, there's a, a man that's a believer in Tirana, Albania. His name is Indrit Patusi. And, uh, and uh, Indrit said, let me help you get all that. And he happens to work. He's the right-hand man of the mayor of Tirana. And he said, let's open all the doors. And they love it, though, because if you've got people working alongside their people, it helps them to develop you know, a sense of service. And then also we come in and we bring the resources uh, and, and put it together, match it together with them. There's, there's not, no reason to say no. Yeah. And then so the, the kids that came from, from London, they paid nearly $2,000 for them to go do service in Albania. And many of them were atheists. And they came to he- did this, and we're sharing the gospel with them as they're serving to create opportunities to share the gospel. Awesome. It's like <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So can you imagine? And that's why we call it a service project versus a mission trip. Yeah. Um, we do have mission trips. The one in Sofia was a mission trip. Uh, but we have service projects, too, that's designed to develop believers awesome. in the process. Crazy. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, thank you.